Jesus name. This evening I want to start off the way Pastor Yomi started off last week and I really liked it when he started off asking us to give an to give uh, a summary about what we learned the previous Sunday. So it was it's always the case when someone comes to minister he does that summary for the sake of those who were not around which obviously I'm going to do but just to have a clarity that we were all together before we go into what we need to do. I'll just like someone one or two persons the way you were able to hold the word and to run with it so far if you have um, the ability and you choose to give a very brief summary of what you learned on sunday i'll just need to see your hands off we'll take it off from that from that point because it's important we know that we didn't come and leave empty so if you can summarize in your own word Let's just have someone who will volunteer just before I do it myself. So if I have a volunteer to, you know, give a summary as you understood the word. How many of us were in church on Sunday? Let me start with that. Praise the Lord. So we have uh, a good number of people who surely will summarize. So do we have anyone? We have one person here who wants to summarize. I need somebody else any other person who wants to summarize if there is any other person maybe we should start from him i'm sure after that we're going to have other people coming so just give us a brief summary of god's word on sunday um if you can link it up to other sundays or wednesdays please be free to do so amen praise god hallelujah so what i took home basically from sunday service was that the Ten Commandments that we used to know from the Old Testament is or can be simplified into the two commandments that Christ gave. And then it was broken down into the ten laws of love that was shared on Sunday. And it also made clarity to the fact that um, the two commandments, which is to love our love God with all our hearts, with all our soul, and with everything, and then we should love our neighbor too, can interpret the entire Ten Commandments, the first four being commandments that refer to loving God, and then the remaining six commandments referring to loving man. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate him. Amen. Hallelujah. Any other person? Yes, my sister there also wants to speak. Please let her have the mic. Let's celebrate her just before she says anything. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, last Sunday, I took home two things. I was made to understand that it's very possible for you to keep the Ten Commandments. So those were the issues I was having, the guilt in me. So I was made to understand in a simple way that basically what you have to do is to love God. When you love God, you see yourself doing things that will please Him. And also to love your neighbor. I was made to understand that loving God is, you know, the greatest among all. And also loving your neighbor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Please help me celebrate that, sister. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Any other person who wants to say a word? Do we have... A hand. Good evening, church. Good evening. Hallelujah. Um, for me, the part that um, 
grabbed my own attention was when you talked about how most times the reason why we struggle to love is because we are trying to love our own way and not the way God loves. And that God has given us the Holy Spirit to enable us, to galvanize us, to love the way that he does. So that's the part that I took home. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate her. Help me celebrate her. Sincerely, most of these feedbacks also help us as preachers to know that the word of the Lord was really well, you know, informed to the hearers. And so these are also positive feedbacks from you as well. These are not just contribution, but also helping us to know that we were able to communicate as much as the Lord needed us to. Praise the Lord. One more time, let's celebrate Sister Dora for her contribution. Amen. Hallelujah. You raised Sister Princess, you raised your hand as well. Let's listen to Sister Princess. Let's hear her summary. Please celebrate her just before she gives her contribution as well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before now, I used to think of how can I actually love? Yeah, I, I can actually say I love you or I love God, but what is it that I need to do to complete my love circle or gauge? So while you are ministering, Pastor Yemi, was ministering on Sunday, yeah? Pastor Tefia. So when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, so when you go to verse 4, there was a zooming. I zoomed into that place. And when I went home, I've been doing a series on it actually since Sunday. You know, to go word by word. There are words that are highlighted there. So if I can actually do those things, I have understood what it is. I have known what to do. You know, so that I won't be carried overwhelmed by that compound word love. Inside that love, I need to know what is the ingredients in those love. So I my my I'm taking it from verse 4. Yeah, from verse 4 down. So, I, and I know what to do. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate her as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Will that be all? Do we have anyone from this side of the divide just before? Yes, let's have uh, Sister Ko. Please help me celebrate her as well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You also said on Sunday that if God cannot fail, that love cannot fail. You also read uh, Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been shared abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. He said that we need the help of the Holy Spirit to love. That we shouldn't love for our own sake, but we should love because of God. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate, celebrate her. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to believe that will be all just before I have my own parts of the summary. Would any other person, praise the Lord. Now, whilst I also left, there is something I also learned as well, which is very, very interesting and really gives us the whole idea of what God was really speaking about right from the beginning. Now, how many of us remembered when this series started? What was this topic then? When this series started, what was the topic? Can anybody remember? When pastors started, I think it was the last Sunday of um, last month. The very first topic that started the series was bearing one another's word, burden. Can we remember that? And so the following Sunday, pastor came and also told us, and really, before you can bear one another's burden, you need to do what? To be able to express love. I'm going to show you very quickly where that was pointed out clearly, which I didn't see until I was studying this morning. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, remember on Sunday, we said one of the difficulties that the children of Israel had was that they had these ten commandments that they struggled to keep. Was that correct? 
so they struggled to keep it and as much as they struggled there were things that came to their mind guilt was coming to their mind condemnation was coming to their mind so they were struggling and because the scripture was clear to them that they should write the laws on their on their on their doorsteps and everywhere they go to so they had their laws everywhere but remember there's also a part of scripture that says in the latter days it is the spirit that will write the laws in our own heart he said it will not be the laws that are written with inks but it will be laws that are written right in our heart so we read there that um please multimedia help us let me explain something very briefly galatians chapter um 3 verse 24 if I'm right Galatians 3 verse 24 um, in Galatians 3 24 it says therefore the law was a tutor to bring us to who to Christ that we might be justified by faith somebody help me here when we say a tutor what does it mean a teacher a guardian so the law wasn't the whole thing the law was guiding us to who to Christ. So all this law that we're reading, the Ten Commandments, it was guiding them to Christ, but they could not know because the fullness of time had not come. So for the Ten Commandments, it was all based on one instruction, which is what? Which is love. And the Bible says he divided, Jesus divided it into two. He said the second is as important as the first. Do you, did we remember that? So Jesus said, so Jesus gave his own law, which was the new law, which is to love your neighbor as what? As yourself. So in loving your neighbor as yourself, let me ask, what exactly are you fulfilling? What exactly are you fulfilling? Remember the Sunday before that, pastor taught us that we must bear each other's burden. Now, could it be that whilst you are, so we're busy trying to keep the law of love, but could it be that if we try to bear each other's burden, that we may also be keeping that law of Christ? Could it be possible? I'm going to show you very clearly because I, I read it this morning and I was so glad to read it and to find that out. Galatians 6 verse 2. I need us to read it together so that we have a grasp of it all together. Please let's read one to go. What does it say? Bear one another's burden and what? And so fulfill the law of who? Of Christ. And what is the law of Christ that Jesus gave? To love your neighbor as what? As yourself and to love God. So when we talk about bearing each other's burden, in other words, stop looking for how to show love. Just look for a burden to bear. So stop looking at how to obey the 10 laws of love. Just look for someone to help. You were going for a dinner with your friend, with your wife or whatsoever, and you are returning. God is telling you, please stop by at social person's house and pray along with the person. And you are saying, God, God, you know on Sunday we told us to go and show love. So this is me trying to show love to my loved ones. But he's saying, try and bear one another's burden. The moment you pray for that person, you are showing what? You are showing love. 
So if you are struggling on how to show love or what to do, please go back to the message that we had some two Sundays ago. Try to look for a burden to bear. The more you try to do that, it may just be praying for one another, saying a word of prayer to someone, or even giving a call. You are obeying God's law of doing what? Of loving one another. May the Lord continue to help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, this morning... This evening, rather, we're going to take this to another direction. Just a bit of where we left off on Sunday. John chapter 15, verse 9. Let's just read John 15, verse 9 to 12. And then we'll look at what we need to study today. And as much as we have different contributions, the Lord will help us to get to where he wants us to get to in Jesus' name. Now, let me read to your hearing. John chapter 15, verse 9. This is what the scripture says. He says, as the father loved me i also have done what have loved you and so jesus said abide in my what in my love verse 10 verse 10 says if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and i abide in his love verse 11 we're going to verse 12 these things i have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be what may be full verse 12 this is my commandment that you love one another as what as i have loved you so this evening god or what god is saying is don't love the way you want to don't love the way your mind tells you he says we should love the way who has loved us the way christ has loved us and remember on sunday we also read where jesus said for my the way his father has loved him is also the way he has also done was loved us so this love is coming from god to who to christ from christ to who all the way to us and from us to ourselves so the question this evening which we are going to go into is how then did christ love me if i have to love the way god loved me if I have to love the way Christ loved me, how then is it expected of me to love? And I love the analogy on Sunday. Remember the analogy on Sunday where the Bible said that if someone slap you on the left, you should do what? You should turn the right cheek. And pastor gave a very um, um, pictorial explanation about that, which I've never seen before. So in other words, we know in reality it may not be possible that someone will slap you on the right cheek and then you will turn the left cheek we know it's possible even pastor knows it's, 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 it's very difficult so to be slapped on the right cheek and then turn the left cheek but god was saying something it may not just be directly turn the left cheek am i correct so it's not the same thing as saying turn the left cheek if you read that scripture as well it says if they take one of your coats go and give them the second one do we always do that no these were not just literal words so these were not just literal words given to us if somebody slap you turn the left and I, sincerely so when we were younger my brother used to do it a lot so when he reads the scripture he will tell you bible says when you slap the right one turn the left one so one day he got to a fight into a fight with my older brother and so my older brother slapped him and then walked away and then so he went all the way back he slapped him out of anger and then he went to his room so he went knock on my elder brother's room 
one of my other brother's door, he opened the door and he said he wants him to slap the other cheek for him. Praise the Lord. And guess what my other brother did? He slapped him the second time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I will never forget that instance. The moment I saw it, the first slap, my brother did not cry. But the second one, he started to cry. From that day, me, I said to myself, nobody will slap me twice. Praise the name of the Lord. So when I read the scripture saying, turn the right one, I remember vividly the picture of my elder brother slapping my younger brother and he started to cry. So the more we come to understand God's word, we know in in reality that this is not what God was saying. So in other words, God was saying, as much as you can, follow peace with how many men? With all men. Like Pastor gave us an analogy. Um, if you go ahead to slap the other person back, what will happen? It will, will it make you more of a Christian or less of a Christian? But there is a way you follow peace with people who offend us. And just like Pastor rightly said, it will not be, remember the Bible says, for, for there's a part of scripture that says, I am the avenger. I can't remember that, just keep my mind. Vengeance is mine, who says what? Says the Lord. So if someone offends me, could it be Bible is telling me, why offend the person back? Why not go in a very in a better way of putting or placing that in God's hand. Why not approach it in a better way? Why not allow God to take control? And so it will be to a, it will get to a point where when men want to offend us the second time, like we saw in that analogy, if we truly have a father which we know is truly a loving father, he would definitely not allow someone to hit us or to slap us or to cause us harm the second time. And so if we understand love in that aspect, maybe God will start to walk in our own advantage, walk in the love that we have. And the more he walk in the love that we have, the Bible says people will then know that you are of the Lord. The way we will respond to situations in life may also cause people to either come or to leave God. But in this essence, Bible is saying if we have to love like Christ, there is some things we need to understand by the reason of those instructions that that if we have to love like Christ, we need to follow suit in some manners that he did. Until then, we may not be able to apply and even to bear others' burden. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this evening, let's quickly consider how we can love just like Christ. How did Christ love? To the point that he, he asked us to love just like him. As I was studying, I was asking myself, how was it that Jesus was able to sit the second time on that same table where after resurrection he sat with them and broke bread again and he saw Peter that denied him three times so if you have a situation like that where persons or some people have offended you not once not twice and then you have ability to be on the same table with them the second time will you throw transom or will you remind them of what they did so if jesus was able to love again even at that point before he even died he knew peter was going to deny him yet he still went all the way to calvary to die for the sins of men how was jesus able to love the way god loved and which is expected of us how can we take offenses from men that it will now turn to something that god has really leveraged us or helped us to be in such a position we're going to look at i have three of them and i and i hope that we're able to expound it as we go praise the lord first and foremost let's look at matthew chapter 5 and verse 43 
Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 just before we read this let me draw a picture of something I learned very long time ago someone once taught us while we were young he said the moment you want to start considering God in anything don't look at God as a very big God the moment you want to see how God relates with man don't see impossibility don't see invisibility in him don't see the same God that stays in the light the moment you do that you may not be able to relate very well he says begin to see him as a father as a true person that expresses love as a father the moment you see him expressing love as a person just quantify that love higher because the moment we see just like the example pastor laid he couldn't have laid that example except he had a father and a, a daughter relationship the same way God relates with us so we can't see God better than that kind of relationship that is very close and dear to us. The way a father will love a child, the same way God has loved us. The way a father will relate to a person, the same way God has loved us. So as we consider this evening, let's have that at the back of the mind. We are not looking at an invisible God, but a God whom we can relate with. Uh, Matthew 5 verse 43. He says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy give us the next verse you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy verse 44 but jesus now said but i say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you next verse verse 45 verse 45 says that you may be the sons of your father in heaven for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust verse 46 for if you love those who love you what reward have you do not even the tax collectors do the same thing verse 47 he then went ahead and said if you greet those who are your brethren only what do you do more than others do not even the tax collectors also do the same the next verse verse 48 therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is what is perfect so this is one example we're going to start off to look at so jesus was saying there is an example that we must follow not really as the world does because there is a way the world loves he says we must not love that way and there's something we learned last week sunday remember when pastor Yemi was preaching on sunday on wednesday rather he made mention of something where we which were um there's a direction we went where we now got to say to ourselves look to love in such a manner may be very difficult but there may be something that may help us to be able to achieve that reality which was what which was the grace to love how many of us remember that so the grace to love is important not so much that i have everything not so much that i'm not always hot not so much that i don't feel like keeping malice not so much that i don't feel like withdrawing but sometimes when god gives us an instruction to continue to help someone it may be the very fact that he's giving us the grace to do what to love let me give you a very vivid life example that made it very difficult for me at some point to love someone let me give you an example and you will understand what i mean by the grace to love so there is this colleague of mine 
go when we leave work, I always give him ride. So when we're leaving, we go home together and I drop him close to his bus stop. Then I drop him some by my bus stop. Then he continues his journey. So there and then we continued. We had a very fantastic relationship. Even when we go to work on weekends, I always go the extra mile just to drop him because if I drop him in some places, he may not see a ride afterwards. So it happened sometime, I can't remember, 2000 and maybe 2018 or 17 or 16. So it happened one day that I was driving and then I had an accident on the road. It was a highway. So all of a sudden, a woman was coming behind me with a Mercedes Benz and she had a passenger. I just heard a very big hit from behind. The woman hit me and then, you know, started, you know when you're watching a movie as if someone was pushing you from behind. That was exactly what happened. And there was a ditch beside. So as she was pushing my car, I was trying to swerve. Pushing my car, I tried to swerve and then we all got to stop beside a very big canal by the side. So when we came out, we were trying to assess and all the rest. We now found out that the woman had a medical issue that sometimes they call it blackout. She blacks out. So she can just be driving and she doesn't remember anything and she doesn't even remember that she's driving, she just blacks out. The person seated beside her said she blacked out and she was trying to, they were both ladies, she was calling her, she was trying to control the steering but she has blacked out at that point. We tried to assess everything and then the rains were falling and all the rest and then they, we caused a very big traffic at that point so people were now going slowly people were watching and looking on lookers and then everything ended we now went back home we took our cars they paid for my repairs and then life went on but this was what happened I, at that point i needed someone to help me i never had someone so i was calling people people who can come around and all the rest now the following monday i went to work and this person that i've been giving lift every time said to me ah your car had accidents on saturday do you know i was in one of it i was in the bus when we were, i was seeing you with the person and then but I, you know rain was falling that day so i just left praise the lord so he saw me in the rain he saw me stranded but because he was in the bus and it was raining so he did not want the rain to beat him and so he drove off and that caused a huge bitterness in my heart and i accosted him then so you saw me at that point what if you were in the same car with me at that point you will have stayed with me all the rest and so he apologized and the, some people else that heard the matter berated him and all the rest and so it became a huge burden for me how will i give him a lift the second time or the next time so if you were in my shoes what will you really do that he comes to you another time and he asks for a lift or you see him stranded will you give him a lift or will you not give him a lift and so this was what jesus was saying he says love the way i love not the way you really will love now will it be unfair of me if i say at least for one month i won't give him a lift will it be unfair of me will you judge me wrongly but does jesus want you to give him a month so how do I now love instantly the next time we are leaving from work and he looks at me and he's standing by the, by the car park and, he, and I know that he's waiting for me. How do I love him at that point? It's a difficult one, isn't it? 
So, but Jesus is saying, love the way the Father will love. So, someone help me here. How do I keep loving this person? Or how do I overcome this challenge? So, it's a love thing. How do we have? Is it grace that I need? Or there's something I need to understand to help me in this matter? Praise the Lord. Please, let's appreciate the senior pastor. He wants to give a contribution. This is proof that Pastor Etefia is really a man of God because I have the same question on my phone. My staff, you know, we had a meeting and we said we're going to ask this question. I'm going to read it to you. It says, what are the wisdom ways to deal with issues or hurts that tries to deflate our love? You certainly love this guy. You liked riding with him. You always talked. But something happened that shocked you. All of a sudden, you start looking at him differently. What, is, what are the wisdom ways that we can deal with the feeling we get when somebody pulls that kind of stunt? Somebody that used to give a ride for free all the time and he sees you in a bad accident, but he's in a bus. He doesn't want rain to beat him. Oh, really? Now so? I said now so. Now so, eh? So, Pastor Tefia, as holy as he is, is is looking at the fellow say I don't know who you are so what are the wisdom ways to be able to deal with these issues or the hurts he was certainly very hurt and those hurts have the capacity to knock out our love completely so um, your question I'm just repeating your question but after some people have spoken I'll show you something I just discovered so somebody should help us Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate the senior pastor. Amen. Alright, so we have the question. Let's make this as interactive as we can. What are the wisdom ways we can deal with hurt in such a manner? So this is just a clear example. How can you deal with it to make you or to keep you in the course of loving continually? Any contribution? Let's have someone to contribute. Anyone? Okay, yes, we have our brother here to Do we have any other hands up? Yes, Sister Princess and my other sister. Let's have his contribution first, and then we'll take Sister Princess next. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. So, according to this scenario, there's this thing that my mom usually practices when she's pissed off, when she's angry or bitter about something. She makes sure that she verbalizes that pain, that hurt, out as much as she can. Because the moment you start to keep it in, thoughts start to build this person. What if it was something else? And then you start to have a chain of thoughts and ways that you can pay the person back in his own coin. And all of those thoughts start to build up. And the thing is, the moment you keep quiet about it, the thoughts don't stop. They might stop for a while, but it's a work environment. You might have to continue to see the person all the time. So what I suggest is have a confrontation. It might not be you once. And express your self in the best possible way. Or more waiting you do, he pain me, gone. Why you go do that kind of thing? 
this and that, and then the conversation. Sometimes it might go in the direction that you expect. Oh, no, be so this and this, and the person will give all excuses that you might not even be willing to listen to. Or sometimes it might go in the direction that the person will say, "Eh, you don't happen, you don't happen, be that, you know, go vex and be no one make rain beat my new wristwatch." And you're like, of all things, and then something else that the person might say might get you aggravated again. But as much as possible. My own expression is to verbalize. That's the first thing I always do. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate him. If I will rephrase what he said, what he's saying is, if someone does hurt you, why keep it to mind? Am I correct? Express yourself to the person. The person or is better, um, better still you are saying, give the person a benefit of doubt. Let the person explain himself. Possibly an explanation may just help. Is that what you're saying? Please help celebrate him one more time. Glory be to the Lord. Please, let's have Pastor Yomi's contribution. We'll come back to you, man. Praise the Lord. One of the ways I get over it is that I have a saying that if you remove I from everything, it makes it simpler. And I'll explain it to you. Okay, I, not I, I as I. in capital I. So is it self. me, self, yeah. Is it me that you did that to? Is it me that, uh, yes, I me that I've been, giving, I've been buying petrol, I've been, the other day I gave you money, the other day. So you find out that when you leave self, try and have it, when you're angry, take away conversation and try not to say I and you find out that honestly everything just becomes so small so when I'm angry I try not to say I because it also escalates my anger there's a feeling of what do I call that thing um, entitlement yeah. so it removes my feeling of entitlement I'm entitled to something you know me I've been so good to you why did you repay me with this one and so on and so forth that's how I get <laughs> please have a celebrate pastor Yomi amen well that's a good example as we're talking um, we always teach our kids that anything you have comes from God so my last born we always say give me when she asks for something and you say no, you say, but it's God's own. It's not your own. Praise the Lord. So the moment I say, I'm not giving you my own. So Pastor Yami is barely saying, I should stop saying it is my own. So once you see it from the very angle that it is not really you, this offense may not just, by the time you start personalizing the offense, the more hot you become, you, you get. So I think I love that angle. So remove self from it and then it will lighten it up basically let's say let's share this hot with god and let's see where it goes one more time let's celebrate pastor yomi's contribution praise the lord let's hear from sister princess we'll come to you sir amen praise the lord hallelujah at this point um, the person has apologized to you and you still feel burdened it's obvious that Womanly is not what um, you can do. So you just have to, for me, affiliate to the word. Do the word therapy. You know, I was going through 1 Corinthians 13 verse 5. You know, the B part says, 
it takes no account of the evil done to it. It takes no account. It pays no attention to the suffered wrong. So it means that it just can't keep it. Yeah, he can even pray in the, in the spirit. He just can't keep it. If we need to love the way Jesus loves, the way God loves, man, there is nothing that will suffice you brooding over what someone had told you sorry. I mean, what else could he have done if not to say sorry? So you've just found out that it's not me right now. I need to just, I just have to say, Lord, I want to please you. Help me. Help me to come of this. And it works. It works. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate her. God bless you. We can do much better than that, please. Amen. Yes, I'm coming to you, sir. Your hands were up as well. Let's hear from that sister. Please celebrate her just before she says anything. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I must say to forgive and let go, it's very hard if I will tell myself the truth. To forgive one when someone offends you and pretend as if all is well, even if the person apologizes. You're correct. We are all humans. You still feel that hurt in you. But then one thing I've learned is just live your life as if today is the last day. What of if you're in that process of still holding it and something happened? So I try as much as possible to live my life like tomorrow is not there. So just forget about anything or whatever the person has done and pretend as if or tell yourself that this thing never happened. Maybe he has a good reason. I'm always making excuses. My boss will say, you're always making excuses for people. Oh, he has a good reason. Maybe not for stopping. So just say like, Maybe he has a good reason not for stopping by or to assist you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please help me celebrate that sister one more time. So basically she says she gives excuse on behalf of the whole team. Really it helps you instead of the person. Most times when we try to you know, there are times like Pastor Emi said, you try to wonder how, how could the person have done that. The more you try to wonder how the person could have done that, we feel more hurt. But when we allow self out of this, we release ourselves to be able to reconnect back to the person. Please help me celebrate that sister for her contribution. Okay. You know, I learned something from a brother of mine. He turned 40 and um, so some guy who happened to come there to a dinner party that was holding for him just said look I really don't know you but I remember I met you at so 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 person's 40th birthday dinner and you flew all the way from Nigeria to maybe the UK to attend his dinner you are a remarkable person because I look around and I can't find that person here today. And, you know, the guy said it and blah, 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 and walked off. When, it's actually my stepbrother, when he picked up his microphone, he spoke, you know, thanked everybody in his life and other. Then he was about to say, you know what? Yeah. You commented that this guy, you met me, I remember when you met me at Soso's 40th birthday party. Yes, indeed, I look around and I cannot find this person that you are talking about. But guess what? If he's not here, I know he has a good reason for not being here. I was completely... He said, I don't need to ask him. 
I know that because he is not here is because he cannot make it here not because he does not want to come here I don't need to ask him and I learned a lesson because some of us even seed that we did not think of somebody would have planted in our heart and then the next time the guy is calling us and we are acting very strange because somebody has programmed us to do the wrong thing and that's one of you know I just learned and I think is what we should share that anytime somebody you don't need love is not about being paid back it's unconditional yeah so whether you are good to me or bad to me I must still love you you are my brother praise the Lord glory be to the Lord let's hear from our brother Eden. praise the Lord Hallelujah. okay so um, I think the first thing about um, loving is if I'm able to remove our ego it would help us most times when ego gets in the way it's difficult for you to you know there was someone I was talking with um, the senior pastor and he made a statement he said she that's another another way to go about it what he meant what in English he says the person is a, is behaving like a child we have a tendency to excuse children when they do stuff but when an adult does it we don't excuse them so if you see the person like okay this person is doing this because he or she doesn't know better it's easier for you to handle you know what the person does praise the lord please help me celebrate him one more time glory be to the real lord so basically you can see we are connecting those dots ego self giving the benefits of doubt you need these things really must be deliberate they don't come instantaneous someone hurts you you don't just give benefit of doubt you must come to the point where you are very deliberate to think again just like that my sister said she just take time and give the person give excuse on behalf of the person love is not easy just like she said sometimes to forgive is not easy as humans is not easy even our parents hurt us i was reading in social media someone was saying that she was not going to attend the burial of her father because of the hot your useless father that's how it was put on social media i'm not going to attend the burial of this useless father because of the way he he treated the mother so that is hot in the heart of a person even to a dead person so that's that is the way that is the way the natural man behaves or things and you will see in those comment sessions you will see people really giving thumbs up or having to flame the reason why she's not uh, loving the father even in death so but that is not how god teaches us how to love praise the lord hallelujah do you want to someone wants to someone yes okay all right so awesome your hand was also up so before the senior pastor comes in praise the lord hallelujah from the example you have given for a born again Christian who really understands the Bible and knows what he's doing, definitely that's your staff. Any day is at the car park to follow you and you beckon to him or not. Within him, himself or herself, he will feel guilty that despite that I did not stop on that day, this man still continued loving me. He or she 
we ran away from you because he, he or she knew what he has done is very very bad but to you you just overlook it that is one of those things from human being in life so by that time in, in fact at times when you call him or her that are you going now he or she will tell you that he's not going towards your side because of the guiltiness of what he or she has done praise the lord please help me celebrate our ambassador hallelujah ambassador it wasn't easy let me just put it to you hallelujah let's hear from brother awesome amen let's help me celebrate him amen praise the lord hallelujah okay um for me you know the truth is that most people out there some of them are bitter some of them they have hearts whatever they have right but i don't let what you do get to me why because i don't want to be like you that is just me. You know, I'm a very happy person. I like to be happy. I like to smile. So anything that will not make me smile, anything that will not make me happy, I let it go. Not because of the person, because of me. So that I will live. I will live. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate our awesome. That's a different angle. He he acts in a certain manner so that he will not become the other hurting person. There's a way you respond, you become the other person as well. So the person is acting. You know, there are some people that offend you. They don't even offend you with good intention to offend you. They are just living their life. But you are taking offense and becoming, at the end of the day, wearing their own shoes. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory be to God. Uh, please let's celebrate the senior pastor as he gives us his own contribution. Um, I'd like to go back to the scripture he gave us. Um, that's Matthew 5 and verse 43. If multimedia will bring it up, please. It says, you have heard it. You have heard that it was said. You should love your neighbor but hate your enemy. The part we all miss is the first part. You have heard it. From who? You know, you have heard it. Even children have heard it. From who? If you can remember who said it, then you should decide whether you want to listen to that person or listen to God. If you give us the CEV, Contemporary English Version, you have heard that it was said. By who? Whose voice are you responding to? Today, social media is saying a lot of things. You have heard it said on the social media. Wound your enemies. Can you give us CV? Okay, I'll just read it here. It says, you have heard people say, love your neighbors and hate your enemies. The, the lesson there is this we hear things you know when you're sleeping you hear things you're not deaf but you can't stop hearing but you can stop listening mm, that's true 
if a fool is speaking, you can hear what he's saying, but you're not listening. When we come to church, we should not just be hearers, we should listen. When we're on social media, we're on the street, we should not be listening, even though we can passively be hearing. What the Lord is saying that you have heard them say it. But you didn't just stop there, you listen to it. So when somebody now offends you, it is what they have said that you're not at on. When we come to church is when we should listen. A lot of people listen more on social media than they listen in church. It is what you have heard you're going to act on. And let me tell you another reason why then. Apart from check the source for the instruction you want to obey. Who said it? As long as Satan is the one that said it, no good thing is going to come out of it. As long as God said it, every good thing is going to come out of it. One. Number two, when you hold on to offense, you are going to become a victim of bitterness. Who knows what bitterness is? Have you seen a bitter person before? They're usually not fine. You know how their face is? Help me look at your neighbor and help me inspect the person. If your face is like that, send him to the senior pastor. I'll do deliverance of the person. Bitter people are never happy. It has been proven that a bitter person, if you put the bitter person in a room with a plant, the plant will die. Bitterness has bad vibes. If you ride in a car with a bitter person, you just find that the journey is not comfortable. And the Bible says the root of bitterness, it defiles everything. They spoil a lot of things, relationships and so on. And it started with a little offense. So this guy didn't come out of the bus. How does that change anything? Your car has been fixed. When you're going home any day, the car has five seats. Even if it's there, it doesn't reduce the size of my seat. You have heard it said. Eh? Do, do me, I do you. God no go vex. But who said it? A wise man or a foolish man? And the Lord says, but I say, love your enemies. There's wisdom there. And let me give you the last one. I hope I still find it. So, in, when we come to church is when we should listen. But the sad thing is, a lot of people listen, to, honestly, to foolish people. Any, Bible says there's no wisdom or counsel or knowledge against the Lord. Anybody that says something God is not saying, is a fool. If he has a PhD, he's just a fool with a PhD. Because wisdom is with God. And Christians ought to remember what God said under every circumstances. And when you see that you can become a bitter person and see how it spoils everything around you, you find that it's not worth it. It's easier to forgive somebody who could make you become a very bitter person. Even children, they know bitter people. They stay away from them. If children don't come around you, I've told you one of the reasons why. So we need to check ourselves. And the last one I want to share with you is the scripture that says, Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. My phone is messing up. Can somebody help me with that one? It says, Do not avenge yourself. 
Okay, Romans 12 verse 19. Can multimedia go there? It says, do not... Uh, let's read the New Living Translation. It says, dear friends, never take what? Can we read it together? Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. If God says, don't do something, that is my part. What does that mean? If you now decide to do it, that means you are acting like God. God says, that's not for you to do. Only God has a right to revenge. If this is God's seat, will you go and sit down there? I said, if this is God's seat, will you go and sit down there? No. Revenge is not for man. And many times when we take revenge, apart from disobeying God, we're saying God is not righteous enough to make it right. But let me read this to you in the message translation. Let's start from verse 17. It says, don't, let's read together. Don't hate back. Why are you not reading? Are you guilty? Let's read it together. Don't hate back. Discover beauty in everyone. Verse 18. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Verse 19 is a punchline. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do I will do the judging, says the Lord. I will take care of it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think at this point we can say a word is enough for the wise. There is something in verse 20. I thought Pastor would get there. Very interesting. Look at, can help us with 20. He said, our scripture tells us that if you see your enemy, verse 20, if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Verse 21 as we close. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing what? By doing good. Praise the name of the Lord. If you've been blessed this evening, celebrate the name of the Lord. I say, if you've been blessed this evening, why don't you celebrate the name of the Lord? Amen. Let's just run with this, as we've said. This is the season God is telling us something. And it's beautiful, like we said on Sunday, that in this season where God is telling us to bear each other's burden, to show love, and by this week, the Lord is also reminding us by Sunday, Friday, as we go into the death, the resurrection, is just only but a true representation of the love of God. And we pray that that love will be showered on us continually and the grace to love will be delivered unto everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you bow your heads as we thank the Lord for his word this evening. 
as we glorify the name of the Lord for rotting his word in our hearts this evening. In different dimensions, God has shown us how to love. In different ways, he has given us examples for those who were very, very unable to love by the testimonies of others we are strengthened. We pray on the strength of these testimonies and teaching that we'll become a better person in the name of Jesus. Forgiveness and bitterness will be a thing of the past and will fulfill the law of Christ as we continue to bear each other's burden. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.